course of discussing movies, the host will spoil plots. You've been warned. Listen to their screams. Greetings, ghouls and creeps, and welcome to Listen to Their Screams, a horror podcast that feels like you're chatting with friends. I am one of your friends, Dave. We're joined, as always, by our other friend, Ike. Ike, how are you? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. I would be a lot better if I was still on a cruise ship, but I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, yeah, I'd be a lot better. Just there, there's, there's things that can make me better that doesn't have to be so monumental as being on a cruise ship. <laughs> I, I just need a little peace. But... uh I know that that's not a dark and cryptic, but I didn't, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I, I, didn't I didn't mean it that way. But all right, thank you for joining us, and hopefully you can bring a little light into our lives because apparently we're both a little grumpy. <laughs> before we uh, speaking of grumpy, before we get into things, thank you to our wives Monica and Kayla uh, for all their support and everything they do for us, and uh, for the the hassle and entertainment when they're on with the wives rebuttal and our Halloween special and etc. They will be on again in the near future. With another wise rebuttal, and I will make sure to uh, stock up on alcohol and pain reliever before we get into that. But uh, this week, we are going to review Onyx the Fortuitous and the Talisman of Souls, which is available now on Screenbox. So that is coming up in our review uh, later in the show. But before we get there, uh, Ike, did you watch anything this week? Um, well, not, not a whole lot. Um, you know, being on a cruise ship, uh, I was kind of hopeful that since it was over Halloween, um, there'd be some like Halloween movies on the TV. Um, but, but alas, it was not, um, just for pe- reference, just in case people don't know, I'm sure a lot of people haven't been on cruise ships, but for carnival specifically, um, they have like dedicated movie channels and they, they, they typically cycle the movies through. Um, and I thought, well, hey, maybe for the month of October, they'd have some like spooky movies or at the very least, like some kids movies or something. But no. Um, so I didn't watch anything, anything of note. Um, I watched a lot of uh, ghost shows because they were on the Travel Channel. Um, and then, uh, weirdly enough, I started reading a book. Now, it is a spooky book. Um, now, that, that, that is the silver lining here. As I was on the cruise ship. Um, uh, and again, another little thing I got uh we we went on a ship uh out of jacksonville called the carnival elation and it was supposed to go to nassau and a uh, carnival owned island called princess k's well the waters were too rough so we ended up not being able to go to princess k's so uh, we instead spent the day on the boat just kind of hanging out which i'm not complaining but i started reading this book now it's called house of leaves um by mark z daniel Liskey. um I found this book on TikTok, weirdly enough, a couple years ago, and I got it for Christmas, and I never got around to reading it, but I started reading it, and boy, oh boy, it, it's it's pretty good. Um, I, I don't even know how to begin to describe the book because it's so, so weird, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> All right. Well, I didn't, I guess I didn't expect you to say you were reading a book. Right. That was odd. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see. Did I watch anything? I don't know what I, uh, I don't think I watched a whole heck of a lot outside the, the new Simpsons Treehouse of horror. I did watch that. Uh, but I don't think I, man, I don't think I watched much else either, to be honest with you. So yeah, a little boring with that segment. <laughs> uh, but, uh, before we get 
too far into everything else and our news and everything else, let's go into our weekly segment. And this week it is Two Truths and an AI. That's right. This episode, we are doing two truths and an AI. We haven't done this in a while. It feels like forever, Ike. Yeah. And, uh, a little a little weird. It's like we kept planning to do it, and it kept getting shuffled, and we kept doing like horror hot takes and whatever else. But we've got one today, and uh, I don't even know your record. I, I don't I don't have that in front of me. I should have pulled that up, but uh, I think you're doing pretty good against the AI. I think you've learned to kind of kind of read the system a little bit. But for those of that are not familiar, uh, what this is in this segment, we have three movie descriptions. Uh, two of these are actual descriptions of actual movies, and one of them is a fake that has been generated by AI. Uh, my wife, Monica, puts these together. She does take the two that are real. She does kind of generalize them to try to, to make sure the three are, are a little bit on equal playing ground. Uh, to try to help that out a little bit, because if you just pulled the actual descriptions, it would probably give something away. So, uh, uh, but, uh, and I read these to Ike, and Ike tries to guess which one is the AI. And typically, Ike does pretty good. I think you've only missed one. I think it was the last one we did, whenever that was. But, uh, yeah. Ike, are you, are you ready right. to, are you ready to battle the AI? I think so. I'm ready to, ready to fight Skynet. Yeah, I'm going to have to remind, uh, Monica that I can, you know, my vision's bad. She has to do a, a, a larger type. <laughs> print what she does is because whoo i'm gonna have to hold this out at arm's length just to read it all right here we go number one a young woman seeks vengeance and finds love when her parents are killed in the amazon and she is taken prisoner by an indigenous tribe of headhunters hmm. i don't know if that, i don't know if that's real or not but i'd watch that movie yeah all right number two a mysterious man returns to his former hometown to take revenge on the locals who murdered his parents when he was a boy and number three, her parents greeted their neighbor. Her parents greeted their neighbor boy, unaware of the darkness lurking within him. Unable to look away, Samantha witnessed the unspeakable, leading her to return to her hometown to even the score. Wow. So, Ike, those are your three. Uh, we have a it looks like a little bit of a vengeance theme going in this one. Uh, yeah. Huh. <laughs> okay. Do you so, need any of them reread? So let, let me think here, because I okay. so here, here's 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 kind of my thought process, because it's, like you said, these are all very unique um, stories, uh, but are are revenge themed. I'm trying to think if I can place any of these movies. Um, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm having a hard time placing any of them. So I know with some of the other ones, you know, I. I, I knew at least like one or two, maybe one, sometimes two of the movies. Um, but I'm having a hard time with this one. So here's here's what I'm gonna do. The first one, the first one seems like a movie I've heard of. I I just feel like it seems like a movie. Maybe I'm like correlating it to the Green Inferno, um, but I don't. That the Green that's not what the Green Inferno is about. So I don't think it is the Green <laughs> Inferno. But um, I'm trying to think about the other two. Because the other two seem kind of similar. Now, now one is, you know, a little bit different with the neighbor kid, but the other one I'm trying to trying to place because I'm trying to think if there is a movie with a neighbor kid, like a horror movie where the, the neighbor gets revenge somehow. Man, okay, I'm gonna say that the third one is is the AI, the the one with the neighbor. I think that's AI. Okay, the third one is. 
Her parents greeted their neighbor boy, unaware of the darkness lurking within him. Unable to look away, Samantha witnessed the unspeakable, leading to her return to her hometown to even the score. You think that one is the AI. So here we go. Number one, a young woman seeks vengeance and finds love when her parents are killed in the Amazon and she is taken prisoner by an indigenous tribe of headhunters. That is the movie White Slave from 1985, starring Elvira, Audrey, Will Gonzalez, and Dick Campbell. All right. So far, so good. Number two, a mysterious man returns to his former hometown to take revenge on the locals who murdered his parents when he was a boy. That is the movie Kid from 1990, starring C. Thomas Howell, Brian Austin Green, and Sarah Trigger. Well, that's a cast there. (laughs) And then that leaves number three. Her parents greeted their neighbor boy, unaware of the darkness lurking within him. Unable to look away, Samantha witnessed the unspeakable leading her to return to her hometown to even the score. That is AI generated using the parameters daughter sees neighbor kid kill parents. So there you go. Ike, you have defeated the AI and kept us kept us safe from Skynet for another week. <laughs> Very well done. And thank uh, you, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'll take I'll take my medal of honor any anytime now. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you're, you're you're doing good until Arnold comes back in time to seek Sarah Connor. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not starting to stop at a T1000. That's for sure. No, probably not. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll have our news, birthdays and movie anniversaries. So hang in there. Make sure you subscribe to listen to their screams on your favorite podcast platform. Also, make sure you look us up on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, TikTok, and Slasher. All you have to do is look up Listen to Screams, that is Listen, the number two in Screams, and you can find us there. Also, make sure you go and buy yourself a Listen to Their Screams t-shirt. You can find all of our shirts at tinyurl.com Screams Shirts. Spread the news. Spread the news. Spread the news. And we are back with the news. All right. So we got some little juicy tidbits for you here today. Starting us off at the top with some news. We have a teaser trailer now for the upcoming Ghostbusters movies to be released on November 8th. Um, oh, God. I thought I was saying that it was going to be released on November 8th. I'm like, how? No. How? No. Okay. We're good. So. The, the trailer was released on November 8th. Man, you had me scared for a second. I'm like, bro, what? what? Uh, anyways, uh, so yes, the new Ghostbusters movie. And the new Ghostbusters movie, um, I believe it's called Ghostbusters something to do with ice. I don't have it in front of me. Um, Yeah, what was it? Frozen Empire or something like that? Um, yes, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. And yeah. uh, if you've not seen the trailer... Um, obviously there's no spoilers really, but the big thing is that this is a direct sequel to the movie Ghostbusters Afterlife that came out a couple years ago, uh, with Paul Rudd, McKenna Grace, Finn Wolfhard, so on and so forth. So this is definitely going to be interesting. Um, the, the trailer did have a re, uh, uh, you know, it did have the, the remaining three members of the Ghostbusters in the trailer. Um, minus of course, Harold, Harold, Harold Ramis who passed away a few years ago. So, it looks promising. I think it looks good. Uh, I'm very curious to see where they go with it. Um, but what, what did you think, Dave? 
Uh, it looked all right. It wasn't. There wasn't a whole lot of meat on the bones for this one yet. Uh, I'm always down for a Ghostbusters movie, uh, but uh, but uh, you know, it, I, I like the fact that it does have you know appearances by the three you know three of the original. We know uh, that uh, uh, you know that they're going to be in it. We you know we've said that that the originals are all going to be in it. That's that's been stated. Uh, but um, yeah, it looks all right. It, I mean, obviously, whatever this is, uh, they said something about it being an evil that I think it uh, feeds off fear or something like that. So, uh, you know, it sounds intriguing. Um, but, uh, but again, there wasn't a whole lot to the trailer to really get a good judge on it, but it was enough to kind of, kind of pique your interest and get you excited. If you like the Ghostbusters movies. Yep, absolutely. Gotta love some Ghostbusters. Who are you going to call somebody else? <laughs> All right. And then we also have some news about the it prequel. Welcome to dairy. Um, we kind of all guessed that this would happen. I think this is going to happen with a lot of upcoming uh, shows and series, but it has been delayed officially uh, until 2025 due to the writer strikes. Um, of course, this is a small price to pay, a uh, small consolation to ultimately get better conditions for our you know, wonderful people who bring us the films that we love. So uh, we will get that series slash movie uh on HBO, most likely in 2025. So uh, no surprise here. I was kind of expecting it, but I'm excited nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, you're not, you know, no surprise. It's nice to hear an official statement. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody's uh, flabbergasted at this. I mean, we <laughs> we knew it was going to happen. So. Yep, absolutely. That's that was kind of my thought process. So in any news, uh, we have also some upcoming birthdays. Starting us off strong, we have November 10th, 1950. We have the late Deborah Hill, who worked with John Carpenter on Halloween 1, 2, and 3, as well as The Fog. Um, Deborah Hill, fantastic, you know, did a lot for the Halloween franchise. If you haven't seen it, um, there is a series on Netflix called The Movies That Made Us, um, and it actually talks about the Halloween films, and it also highlights some of the production, you know, side of things. So um, Deborah Hill is mentioned in that. Um, so, yeah, it's great. It's really good to, uh, you know, have her birthday come up. And, uh, you know, she like, like I said, she did a lot for those movies. So, you know, part of the reason we got the product we did was because of Deborah Hill. So keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, she's often by nobody's fault involved, but she is often overlooked when you discuss the Halloween movies. Right. Everybody talks John Carpenter, John Carpenter, John Carpenter. And he did obviously direct and, and had, you know, per, you know, scored the movie and everything else, but Deborah Hill was his partner in writing these and, uh, and she helped produce some of them, whatever else. So she, she you know, she had uh, almost an equal hand in, in the uh, creation of these, these films, uh, the first three or so and the Hawk, she was, uh, you know, she was Carpenter's partner in these movies. So, yep. It, uh, but again, she's, you know, not by, not by the diehard fans, but in the general consensus, she's often overlooked and forgotten a little bit. I think so. I definitely think so. And then just a day later, on November 11, 1951, we have Bill Mosley from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, House of a Thousand Corpses, and Devil's Rejects. Um, I do recognize him from Texas Chainsaw 2, um, and I think House of a Thousand Corpses, but I don't remember who he plays. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I don't really remember much about Devil's Rejects, but uh, we're not talking about how much I uh, dislike Rob Zombie. Uh, happy birthday to Bill Mosley. I, I know, I'm sure Dave um, enjoys a good old Bill Mosley movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, 
he's not he's not the fault for some of the things that we don't like about the Rob Zombie <laughs> movies. Um, he, he's very very talented, very good at what he does. Uh, a very what I would call a very good horror character actor. Uh, and um, yeah, I mean he's he's very talented. He's very good. And and he's obviously the one of those guys that you know Rob Zombie likes and, and reuses. And and that is one thing Rob Zombie does does well outside of his wife. He does cast pretty well. Yeah. I mean, there are talented people in his movies. Um, it's just sometimes the material they're given is not not top shelf. So. Yep. And I was actually I completely forgot about it, but he was also in Natty Knox. He played Abner Honeywell. Mm, so. That's right. Yeah. Um, so we have actually recently watched a movie with him in it and reviewed it. So yep. um, that's another episode if you guys want to check it out. <laughs> mm-hmm. That being said, we have one last birthday coming up. Um, somebody else involved in the Halloween franchise. We have November 13th, 1935, Tom Atkins. Um, he did some work on Halloween 3, Night, I'm sorry, Night of the Creeps, Creep Show, and The Fog. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, Halloween 3 is, you know, Dave and I both really enjoy that movie. So I like to think that anybody that's involved with that movie has a special place in my heart. <laughs> yeah, I love Tom Atkins. He's, he is great. Uh, I, always, I always chuckle when uh, things come up about Halloween 3 and Tom Atkins sometimes. And it always seems like online there's often this discussion of is his character in Halloween three is he a uh, is a is he a stud or a creep and <laughs> and I can I can see a little discussion on both because it, uh, you know all the ladies seem to like him in that movie but then when you look at it it's like well he's hitting on all the women too so it's yeah. like which so but uh, anyway it, it always humors me when that when that comes up but uh, yeah Tom Atkins is you know still with us thank God. And uh, what, a, what a guy, man. I always hear he's, he's very nice uh, when you meet him at conventions and stuff. Uh, he, he loves his involvement in these movies. Uh, he's always uh, embraced his part in Halloween 3 uh, and, and, and loves it. So good yeah. good dude. That's right. That's right. And, you know, honestly, I think I'm going to have to lean a little more towards Creep because I, I always thought it was his, uh, his yeah. relationship with the main character in 3 was a little weird. But, I mean, it, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> True, but if you remember though, he does say when they're in the hotel, well, what do we should we do in the sleeping arrangements or something like that? And she says, Where where would you like to sleep? Like, she's the one that lays out there of <laughs> well, why just sleep with me? And so I don't know if he's the creep or if she was the one that kind of bridged that gap first. I, I think it falls a little more on her. What was he supposed to say? No, no, no. I mean, come on. <laughs> But then, to be fair, when the guy's making the call that he can't get his kids, he is getting ready to hit the road with her with a six pack and ready to roll. So he's clearly he's clearly <laughs> ready to party. So yeah, that's true. That's true. Some, he's ready some, to party. <laughs> some some of the charm of the movie there. It is. I mean, to be you got to be you know what do we always say? It's a there there is such a thing of just taking something as a product of its time and. Halloween three as a lot of horror horror movies from the eighties are certainly products of their time. That, that is, that is no, that is no lie. <laughs> yeah. And no, I'm sure nobody that created that movie or had a hand in it ever thought that people this many years from now would be having the discussion about this. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Absolutely. But I digress. Now we have a very long list of upcoming movie anniversaries. So this will be fun. Starting us off very strong on this list, November 9th, 1984, we have A Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, 
obviously this was one of Wes Craven's masterpieces. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is a fantastic film. Um, I mean, it's a it's a staple when it comes to Halloween watches. You know, during the month of October, it's watched by me and Dave, I'm sure. So, um, I mean, come on, it's Nightmare on Elm Street. What more can you say about it? Yeah, I mean, it's um, yeah, I mean, we've you know we talked about we did the Nightmare franchise, I believe, and uh, it it is a uh, it's one of those movies that uh, helped shape horror, right? It created a character who is who has transcended horror, become a pop culture icon. Even people who do not watch horror movies know who Freddy Krueger is. And um, it is it is a very, very innovative movie. Now, you know, we've discussed some of the sequels are hit or miss and there's there's things there. But the originals is an absolute classic. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. And another classic, I would say, to some respect, on the same day in 1984, November 9th, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Um, that's a very unfortunate release schedule uh, for Silent Night, Deadly Night. Um, you know, I, I think that there's probably a reason why there's a bunch of Nightmare on Elm Street movies and there's not a whole lot of Silent Night, Deadly Night, but I digress. Um, yeah, you know, I think we actually recently talked about Silent Night, Deadly Night I, mm-hmm. uh, last year, we, maybe. Yeah, we reviewed it last year. And, and again, it's one of those, it's right there probably... Uh, probably in my eyes on the on the, you know, the peak of the mountain as far as Christmas horror goes. It is you know such a good movie, uh, you know so much fun to watch, and it's just it's just fun, just enjoyable. And uh, I, I rewatch it every every single year around the holiday time to to get my Christmas spirit up. Absolutely. And then um, on November 9th, a few years later, just four years later, November 9th, nineteen eighty eight, we have Child's Play. Um, you know. Again, Child's Play. We've talked about the Chucky movies at length, so I won't really talk about that whole, you know, shebang too much. But, you know, Child's Play is a good movie. Um, It's inventive for what it was for the time, especially. Um, Some of the later entries are, you know, not so great. But Child's Play, it it exists as sort of a, um, I I guess you could say, sort of an icon uh, of the ages, if you will. Yeah, I mean, again, just like Nightmare, it you know created a character who has transcended into pop culture. I mean, Chucky, Chucky is probably more popular and hotter now than he's ever been with the series and all the cross promotions they're doing and everything else. Everybody knows who Chucky is. And and again, uh, think what you will about some of the sequels and the franchise overall. The first movie is a classic. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And then. Um Wow, man, they, they really stuck to his schedule there. Two years later, on November 9th, Child's Play 2 was released. Um, we've talked about it again before. Child's Play 2 is also a relatively good entry into the, in the franchise. It's a strong sequel. Um, it's not the best horror movie on this earth, but it's also not the worst. And it's definitely not the worst Child's Play movie. There, there are definitely worse. Uh, but Child's Play 2, solid movie. I enjoy it. I know Dave enjoys it, uh, as long as it's not number three. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I like the first two, right? They're, I think they're a good, again, a good one-two punch. And I believe we talked about this, you know, when we did the Child's Play franchise. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty split in the Child's Play franchise, right? There's, there's some that I really, really like, some that I just really don't like. There's not a lot of, of gray area there, uh, but the one and two both kind of fall on the side that I really like. Yeah, absolutely, I would agree. And then, uh. Moving on from the 9th, we had four movies released on the 9th, and now we have four movies released on the 12th. Uh, November 12th, 1982, we have Slumber Party Massacre. Um, 
So I've heard of Slumber Party Massacre. I have never seen Slumber Party Massacre. Uh, I know that they actually remade it uh, a couple of years ago, I thought. Um, and I never got to see that either. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I've never seen it, so I can't speak on it. Dave, I'm sure you've seen it. I have. It's a it's a fun movie. It is, again, it's your, your prototypical, your atypical uh, 80s, early 80s slasher. It, it, it is a it is a fun uh, it's a fun movie, right? It is. I, I like it. I enjoy it, but I like just a good slasher of where, you know, you don't have to think too much about it. It's just there's some dude killing women at a slumber party and, and type thing and or whatever. You know, the the the, uh, the plot's pretty simple and it doesn't really get in depth. And, there, you know, no one, no one, someone's brother or daughter. or anything. It's pretty, pretty cut and dry. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's a, just a fun little slasher movie. Nothing extravagant, but it's fun. Very good. I'll have to check those out. And then uh, on the same day, same year, November 12, 1982, we had Creepshow. Um, so obviously Creep Creepshow I have seen. I have seen Creepshow. Um, I've seen the TV series, all that good jazz. Um, but yeah, Creepshow is great. You know, it, it's one of those, you know, anthology tale type movies um, that I love. I love anthology movies. Honestly, I'm a sucker for a good anthology movie. You put that in front of me, I'm going to eat that up. Um, so I love Creepshow. Uh, love anthologies. <laughs> yeah, and again, this is uh, you know, spins out of, of Stephen King's mind a lot, and uh, kind of a tales from crypt, the cryptish, you know, EC Comics type thing. And uh, you know, we spoke about Tom Atkins; he's in this, um, and it, it is it is a fun movie. It's one that I always I always enjoy rewatching. Right? It's just um, there's something that with the anthologies I like, you know, because it sets up when you have ideals for stories that you can't flesh out enough to do a whole movie with. This kind of thing works real, right? Because you can keep it in this the length and size that you need, uh, and, and you know they're often kind of interwoven and and whatever else. So, uh, but yeah, you know, creep show is fun. Um, you know, I love that movie. Very creepy, very creepy. And then, um, again, same day, about sixteen years later this time. Uh, <laughs> that's crazy. But sixteen years later, nineteen eight, pardon me, nineteen ninety eight. Look. November 12th, we have The Faculty. Now, I have talked before about how much I enjoy The Faculty, and mm-hmm. I think we actually did a top three. I cannot remember what it was about, but The Faculty was in that top three for me. Um, it may have been Alien movies, maybe. Yeah. I I, I want to say – man. Yeah, I want to say it's what, maybe what it was. Maybe we discussed Alien movies. I, I don't remember. But I do – I do like you, I do remember it coming up in the top three. Yeah. Yeah. But I love The Faculty. It's great. It has a lot of uh, very it's a, it's a very interesting cast. It's very diverse. Um, you know, it, it's like you have the people who like later went on to do big things and then you had people who didn't. Um, like if I remember correctly, I think uh, Elijah Wood was in it. Yeah, Elijah Wood was in it. Uh, John Stewart's in it. Like the John Stewart, like the talk show host. Robert Patrick Usher's in it. Like it's such a weird cast. Like, but anyways, I love the movie. It's a very underrated uh, alien movie. And it's very it's I would say it's one of those more meta movies that, you know, we don't really see as much anymore. It's very against the grain when it comes to like your typical alien movie. So, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot, as you can tell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's very, very uh, I think it's very typical of those those 90s stuff. Right. That some of the you know, the 90s thing that was inspired, uh, you know, kind of brought brought to fruition, you know, courtesy of Scream and whatever else. Um, I think it's, you know, again, some of that gets knocked. A lot for some reason the '90s. I don't know why. It seems like '90s, '90s stuff. It seems like people either love or hate it. But it's there's some good stuff there. 
Yeah, like you said, it, 90s is very much love or hate. And it, it, it's weird to me because the 90s was like, it, it was basically the 80s part two electric boogaloo with just a little bit more technology. So it, it, a lot of the movies and the concepts and stuff of the 80s was kind of redone and retold in different ways in the 90s, just with better technology. So it wasn't even all that different from the 80s, which is maybe why I think that a lot of people don't like 90s movies. But on the same token, a lot of people like early 2000s horror, and but they don't like the 90s. But like we wouldn't have that early 2000s without the 90s. That's that's all I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, uh, moving on, on November 12, 2004, we have Seed of Chucky. Now, not going to not going to get on my high horse. But uh, yeah, but I do not like this movie. Mm-hmm. This, this is easily probably the worst, one of the worst, if not the worst movie in the Child Play franchise. Easily. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember where we ranked it, but I, I don't know. I'd be tough to think what we ranked worse than this. And uh, you know, again, it has moments, right? There, any, any, even really bad movie, it seems like there's always a moment or two or some aspect of it that's okay. Uh, but uh, yeah. As far as the Child's Play movies, yeah, this is not one of my favorites, but uh, yeah, happy anniversary to it all the same. Yep, that's right. Happy anniversary to it all the same, but not the same. November 13th, 1933, we have The Invisible Man. Now, I'm assuming this is like the original Invisible Man, which this is the... This is Universal. Universal, that's right. I I remembered it this time. Now, I've not seen the original Invisible Man, uh, but... I, I know the gist of it, right? I've seen like the Kevin Bacon Invisible Man movie. I saw the Elizabeth Moss Invisible Man movie back from, from 2020. So I, I know the general concept, but I've not actually gone and watched the original. But I, I'm sure Dave loves this movie. I'm sure I do. So good, you know, based on based on the H.G. Wells story, and uh, they they were so ahead of their time with uh, with effects to to create the Invisible Man, right? With with doing, I believe they they dressed out in this like head to toe. Uh, whatever you got, like a silk type suit, which would, you know, almost like a morph suit now, right? Type thing that would match the background with, with the, you know, like the robe and the clothes over and stuff. They were very, in the way they shot it with, you know, different, whatever, different, I don't, I don't know all the lingo. I don't, I'm not sure on the technicality of it, but the way they shot it and would overlay shots to get the effect, they were very, they were very ahead of the time. They developed some of these techniques to, to do them or perfected some of them. And, um, even, you know, here it is, you know, whatever, 90 years later. And, uh, man, the effect to me, the, the invisible effects, they hold up, right? The, you, they're good. And, uh, it's a, it's a great movie. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, well, I, cause like, I like the Frankenstein movie. I like Dracula. Um, but I, I've never, you know, seen some of these other ones, but I can, I can definitely agree with you there. I, I think that the universal horror movies are a perfect description of working with what you have and really making the best of it, truly. But uh, we have one more on this list, and this is actually another good one. I, I, I like this one, but I know a lot of people don't like this one. But November 13th, 1998, we have I Know What You Did Last Summer. Um, obviously, I Know What You Did Last Summer, great movie, a great cast. I mean, you got Jennifer Love Hewitt, Sarah Michelle Gellar, uh, Freddie Prince Jr., uh, Johnny Galecki, I think, is in it, maybe. So... I mean, great people in this movie. Really a 90s movie, a true 90s masterpiece. Um, and it's got that perfect level of, you know, late 90s slasher cheese. So I love this movie. I, I watch it once a year at least. Yeah, it's 
again, like we said earlier about uh, the faculty, uh, you know, it's very much uh, very befitting of the time. And, uh, you know, to me, it's, you know, I know everybody's got their favorite eras or whatever, but, you know, all the eras and, you know, the movies that fall within are important in the overall history. Right. And where what leads from, you know, A to Z. And, uh, you know, these these movies were the transitional movies from the 80s. Uh, into some of the modern horror, you know, a little a little deeper and what you ha- what have you. That these are the movies that started. Not saying these are all deep per se, but they they did start that transition, right? To 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 try to raise the bar a little bit, and they and they you know they succeeded in, in starting that that task. So. Yep, absolutely. But uh, all right, well, that was a long list of movie anniversaries. But it was, I mean, it's, I don't know, maybe it's just like the leftovers of Halloween. It's just super stacked for November. But uh, in any case, we have two upcoming release informations for you guys. The first one, Dave and I are obviously super excited about. But we have an official release date for Terrifier 3. It's going to be released in theaters on October 25th, 2024. We've talked about it before. It is going to be a Christmas horror movie. Dave and I are suckers for holiday themed horror movies. I mean, how can mm-hmm. you not be? Um, and this is also going to be a nice little treat right before Halloween next year. So I'm super excited for it. We will 100% be reviewing this movie. You know what yeah. I think we should do? Now that What's there that? are f- there there are four movies now that have Art the Clown in them, right? Mm-hmm. They're not all Terrifier movies, but I think we should maybe rank our rankings for Terrifier movies cuz I think we've done it maybe a like offhand, but maybe next year we can do an official ranking uh, until they come out yeah. with more. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah, when we review the movie, we'll we'll tie that in at the end of the episode, and and that, and now that there there's you know four uh, movies containing Art the Clown, yeah, after we review it, we'll we'll do that. We'll rank the four. Hey, hey, hey. Well, I got like I said, I got I got some good ideas every now and then, guys. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't know if you're. I love your choice for the hey, hey, hey was one of them, but. <laughs> you look, 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 look. I got the best catchphrases. That's just how I am. That's Hey, hey, hey. The... You, you stole that from Fat Albert. Don't be saying that. I did. I, I stole that from <laughs> Fat Albert. <laughs> I just didn't do the deep voice. All right. <laughs> I guess, you know, if you make it your own, I guess it's just, you know, it's just influence. Look, I'm not going to do that, though, because I – what is it? Um, Vanilla Ice did that, and he got sued. So, I mean <laughs> – Well, you know. Bum, da, da, dum, da, da, dum, dum. That is very important. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what he says. He says it changed the whole song, but – Oh, Absolutely. Ice. Completely different song. Never never heard anything like it. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway. Uh, um, Vanilla, Vanilla, Vanilla Ice peaked – he peaked at Ninja Rap when, when he was – and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, you know, with the Ninja Rap. That that was his peak. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> was isn't he gonna be in a movie like pretty soon? Yes. We reviewed it. Something about some secret government spies with him and Chuck Norris and somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, the zombie plan. Yep. Say what you want about him. I like the fact that Vanilla Ice is very tongue in cheek now and knows you know, he he could chuckle about himself and he's kind of found his you know, I think he does home improvement shows or so. I don't know. He's He's found his niche in life, and he's just, you know, living his best life and enjoying. And hats off to him. But that's right. I, I, Ice Ice Baby should have, you know, there should have been a little more Queen credit there. But it's still, like it or, or, or not, it's still a very catchy ass tune. Damn straight. All right, and one more little piece of information other than talking about Vanilla Ice. 
We have It's a Wonderful Knife. It's coming to theaters November 10th. It is described as after saving her town from a psychotic killer, Winnie Carruthers' life is less than wonderful. When she wishes that she had never been born, she finds herself in an alternate nightmare parallel universe where without her, things could be much, much worse. Um, I'm excited for this. Not only is it mm-hmm. supposed to be sort of a Christmas-esque you know, ho- ho- horror movie, but it's actually taking a very interesting twist to like the, the genre, right? You know, I recently rewatched Halloween Ends, and that movie kind of does a, you know, which this is a whole other discussion that could be prompted. Um, upon reviewing Halloween Ends, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I did, but that's a discussion for another day. Um, Shh, don't tell anybody. Right. But the reason I bring that up is because, like, Halloween Ends kind of shows the story of, of, of what happens when you do stop uh, a killer, right? You know, she's she's involved with, like, all these different interactions with Michael Myers. So, and the town kind of, like, has, like, a love-hate relationship with her, mostly a hate relationship with her. So, it's very interesting to see, like, that kind of a, a concept twisted a little bit. Like, what if, like, a town, you know, basically doesn't really care that you did this thing like how worse off would that town be if you hadn't done that thing like i would love to see a movie where donald pleasance uh wasn't there to stop michael from killing laurie you know what i mean like i'm very interested to see like how the progression of time would be if that actually happens so but i'm i'm all about like the alternate universe things you know what i mean i think that would be pretty cool like a like a what if movie if you know what i mean yeah if you do it for halloween without donald pleasance that might be a short movie that you know what you're very right i mean donald pleasant's like from square one in that movie's like we need to put this fucker down like asap yesterday and then like nobody listens to him and then nope. for like 14 movies he just kills like hundreds of people so yep <laughs> they listened to him from the get-go we wouldn't have had a whole franchise that's true that's true so hey what can i say but anyways uh what do you think about this day i think you said you're pretty excited for it yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, anything that has any tinges of hol- of uh, holiday, I'm all for. Uh, you know, and and again, the alternate timeline thing, if done right, is very intriguing and and very interesting. Um, you know, it can be, and it, you know, like I said, if it's done well, it, it's interesting because there's, I mean, what person hasn't sat there and thought, what if, whether it be about the, their own life or something historical or just life in general, what if this this one thing had changed? You know, well, you know, and the and the butterfly effect. Even if that thing's a small thing, what what would the ripples be, and how would that affect? So, um, yeah, it's intriguing to, to think that, try to think that, you know, a small element in a big picture, and and what can the you know the impact be? And and again, I'm not you know stopping a serial killer is not a small thing, but um, you know, I, if done right, it's it's always intriguing to see the uh, the the what if type movies. Absolutely. So. Uh, We'll probably at some point have that as a review for you guys, uh, probably later in December, if I had to say, just because it's Christmas related. And we, we want to keep things festive. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we have some good stuff coming up, and uh, I think that'll be on our radar for December. But until then, um, you know, next we have a, a, a review of a very interesting movie. Um, you know, I, I'm very curious to see Dave's uh, thoughts on this, you know. Yeah. But, uh, until then make sure you're following us on social media because if you do not follow us on social media you're a fucking loser so in that case moving on coming up next is our review of the one the only the onyx the fortuitous and the talisman of souls stick around
Listen to Their Screams is now a Fangoria collaborator. Get 20% off your order at shop.fangoria.com by using the promo code LISTEN2SCREAMS at checkout. That is LISTEN, the number two, and SCREAMS. Or you can click the link in the show notes. All right, we are back on Listen to Their Screams, and it is time for our review. And like Ike said, this week we are reviewing Onyx, the Fortuitous, and the Talisman of Souls. This movie had a limited theater release on October 19, 2023, and it will be available on um, November 14th on Screenbox. Now, we got a screener link. We did get to watch it early, and we are reviewing it early. And as we say, this is a spoiler-filled show, so this might... Might hurt our listens here on the late on the show and our downloads, so people might want to pause and come back because uh, we're we're not we won't we won't spoil too heavy, but there might be some things that might spoil a few things. So if obviously the movie is not out, um, so you know if you if you want to be safe, you might want to wait. Uh, the movie was written and directed by Andrew Bowser, and it was starring Andrew Bowser, Jeffrey Combs, and Barbara Crampton. There is many other people in it, but those are the three names that jump out at me. Um, well, here's the thing. I'm very appreciative of Screenbox, and I love the content they put out, and I'm very appreciative of what they do for podcasts like us and enabling us to have screener links and, and, and promotional material and, and heads up on things coming out so that we can, you know, we can be uh, proactive in our reviews and in our news and everything else. And I do understand Here's the thing. I get why they're putting this movie on their on their service. Right. It, it has some buzz. Uh, there's a lot of people that talk about it. Right. It, it's apparently it spins out of a YouTube character uh, of Andrew Bowser. Apparently it's you know his thing that was on YouTube. It's spun into a movie. But I will say overall, this is not my kind of movie and uh, which is peculiar because on the surface, this very much seems like my kind of movie. A, a horror comedy with some goofy, you know, humor like this. But where it loses me is I don't even know if there's a whole lot here to really even label it horror. It is almost just purely comedy. Um, yes, there are elements, right? There's Satan worship. There's these things and whatnot. The the quote unquote uh, cliche things that can, you know, label something a horror movie. But the movie overall, is it's. There's no there's no scary. Right. There's no suspense for me. There's there's none of that. It, it doesn't have any of those elements to me that a horror movie needs of, of any sort. And I know there are different genres and I get it. And and yes, I know. Right. This is a horror comedy. But it to me, it's it's so much into the comedy. Yes, there are moments. There were things that, that I did chuckle at. There there were some of the comedic stuff that was kind of funny. But by the end of the movie, the comedic stuff, I was like, OK, it's. It's the same comedic stuff, and it just got a little redundant to me. Um, Now, I'm not saying this concept could not have worked in a movie. I just feel that the way it was written or whatever it is, there, that there wasn't enough substance here in this movie. Uh, I'm not saying the ideal was bad because I, I don't think it necessarily was. I just don't think they they fleshed it out enough. Um. I don't know. And uh, like I said, maybe that's because they were trying to ride the humor aspect so much. And again, the movie has 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 buzz. I think it's going to do well online. It is the kind of movie. This is the absolute kind of movie. 
that that should have a, a limited theater run, if at, if any, and then go to a streaming service because this is more than likely going to do well on a streaming on the streaming service and, and the views. Um, and you know, for what it, here's the movie was like I think an hour and fifty minutes. It's a little mm-hmm. long for this kind of movie. Um, I think you need to shave off two. 20, 25 minutes off that somewhere. Because again, I think the humor got a little redundant. Um, I think it, I think this would have been much better an hour and a half ish. I think that would have helped it a little. Um, but it, it needed a little more suspense for me, right? Even the parts that were supposed to be kind of horror, uh, with, you know, Abaddon and it, it was more goofy than horror. Um, it just, it didn't have any suspense, right? There was, you know, they, they, they were leaning on the, the well-placed joke and, um, so I think because it didn't over exceed to me as a comedy or a horror, it kind of fell a little flat and it just, it had a, yeah, had a touch of both, but not enough to really, to really, to really hook me. Um, you know, I thought the, I thought the Onyx character was, was intriguing. Uh, and again, I'm not saying it, something can't be done with it. Um, maybe the character is a little more, uh, better suited to shorter YouTube type clips and, and videos and things like that. So that maybe this kind of thing would fit into some kind of anthology thing. You know, maybe that would, I don't know. Um, but I just, whatever they were trying to go for, I don't think they, uh, I don't think they, they fleshed it out enough before they, they went to production in, in my eyes. So I, I, what do you think? Um, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, uh, that's no, the next joke for those that don't know. Yeah, that, that's uh, in case you don't know. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Um, now, I, here, here's what I'll say. I pretty much agree with everything you said. Um, I, I would start. One of the things I want to kind of touch on that you said that I do kind of think would probably have made this better is if this was not a full feature length film or maybe if they cut it down. Um, like you said, it was almost a two hour long movie. And, and it was good. I, I here's the thing. I enjoyed it, but it, it wasn't very scary. It wasn't very horror. It very much is a horror comedy, comedy in all caps. Um, and, and I think the big thing here is that, you know, Dave kind of mentioned it. This is sort of like an Internet character. Um, there are a lot of like TikTok type videos and stuff that he's done with the character, uh, YouTube videos, stuff like that. Basically where he's sort of like an awkward, like, you know, basement dweller kind of guy and he, you know he likes anime and everything else and it, it, you know it's a fun character it, you know it pokes fun at the community most people like in the anime community think it's funny um, typically the people who don't think it's funny are the people that it's trying to make fun of and they have no you know awareness of the world around them but anyways um the character is, is great i like the character of onyx i think andrew bowser did a really good job as playing the character i think all the actors really did a great job and i think the special effects for the movie were actually pretty decent you know the 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 ghoul you know creature looking things were were interesting and um you know and even the demons because like we said this has a lot to do with like demon demon worship satan worship so some of the you know the modeling of the demons and whatnot are pretty cool as well um so from the production side of things i think that the you know special effects look good the actors did really good the story was all right, um, but I definitely think it's too long. I definitely think that if you were to do this again, I could see maybe like an anthology series of Onyx stories, like little uh, snippets of like stories that he tells maybe 
Um, you know, in the movie was funny. I, I laughed very heart- heartily throughout a lot of it. Um, you know, there's a part where, you know, again, not too many spoilers here, but there's a part where they're talking about how the um, six, I think it is people, five or six people that showed up to this mansion are sort of like chosen, if you will, based on certain things. And they go through all of them. You know, there's one girl who's supposed to be like you know, a witch, uh, one girl who um, has lived for, you know, many lifetimes. Uh, there's a, a guy who, uh, what was it? He's like a, a lichen or something like that, a werewolf. Mm-hmm. And then they get to Onyx and it's like, he's the virgin. <laughs> and he's like, bro, he's like, you guys got all this cool shit and I'm just a fat fucking virgin. And I'm just like, okay, you know. And it's really funny. I mean, genuinely, uh, you know, the actors did a really good job playing it off, playing the character and, and being funny. It just wasn't scary. It wasn't much of a horror movie. Um, now, again, I, I, I think that shortening it would have probably made it a little more enjoyable because I will say as I was getting towards the end, I was starting to be like, OK, come on, let's let's tighten this up a little bit. Let's let's finish this out. But yeah. I enjoyed it. I, I would watch it again because uh, I would. I kind of want to see what Kayla's thoughts are on the movie. I don't. I, I think I don't think she would like it very much if mm-hmm. I had to take a guess. Um, but I, I do like the movie. I, I just think that there are some things that could have done better, maybe to make it just a little bit more enjoyable. Yeah, I, I don't need to know what. Uh, I don't need Monica to see it. What I know what she would think of. She would absolutely yeah. hate this movie. I think she would too. Yeah, she, but that, uh, that's not her humor. <laughs> no, and. Uh, yeah, again, like I said, uh, yeah, there is some, you know, there was some funny spots. I, I wish it just, the horror had been a little better. Yeah. Uh, a little more suspenseful, a little, you know, I think with the horror comedy, you have to know the times when to back the horror, the comedy off and up the horror for, for, for scenes. Um, but, you know, again, like I said, yeah, I, I like the character too. Um, but again, I, I just think, yeah, like an anthology type thing with some short stories with, you know, some wraparounds that tie it all together. It, it, you know, I think even this movie could have been done in that, that route probably. Uh, but, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, I, I, I do think it'll probably do well in streaming. So I don't think we've probably seen the last of Onyx in this kind of, you know, this kind of movie. Um, so, you know, hopefully they can, they can take what they have and, and take the positives and, and, and spin out and improve and do a little better. Um, you know, there, I mean, there were some definite nods of some movie, you know, I mean, some definite Beetlejuice nods here in this movie uh, with <laughs> some of the dance stuff and, and the end of the movie and different things, uh, which which I, you know, kind of chuckled at. Uh, but, yeah, there was some, again, just some. Uh, hey, you know, I don't know. Like I said, I, I think if they could find a little bit better balance with the comedy and horror, it would work a little better. And uh, just knowing when to kind of back the comedy off to to get some suspense. And then once the, you know, bam, once the suspense is done, you can jump right back to the comedy and that sometimes that stark, uh, contrast works. Uh, but, but it's like, I don't, I don't feel like they, they built enough suspense and, and, and some parts and, uh, everything else. So, and you know, not a bad movie, not, uh, not probably what I hoped for the hype I'd heard, uh, but I, but I can see how certain, some people do enjoy this movie a lot. I, I, it's not, you know, I can see, you know, I, I like goofy, silly movies like, you know, Killer Clouds and whatever else. But I feel like they have their moments, again, with the, the little more suspense. Uh, and I just don't I don't feel like this this movie had that. And, and, and if you put a little more of that in, I probably would have liked it a little more. Uh, but but not a complete miss. Um, 
and uh, and hopefully if we see you know future installments, uh, maybe they uh, they tweak a few things and and you know up their game a little more. Uh, I think they I think they definitely have something with the Onyx character that they can uh, that they can work with, um, you know, in different different avenues, right? I know. I think there's a I think I've heard talk of him doing cameos and different things and and popping up and that's it's that kind of character that you can do that right you can see him with little bit parts in other movies and um and, and different things and, and popping up here and there uh and he would you know very much work so uh I I think there's a lot to be said uh, for the Onyx character I I could completely see him taking off and, and you know getting merchandise and different things because I think it's a good character to, to work with. I just feel like they needed a, a little better, a little, a little bit more in the story, right. To, to, to really nail this one all the way. So. Yeah. All right. Are we ready to rate it? Ike? I think we are. I think we are. All right. Well, like I said, you know, nothing ground shaking for me, not horrible though. So I'm just going to give it a middle of the ground three out of five. Um, and again, it's not for the horror elements. The, the horror elements will be much lower in my eyes, but there's enough comedic stuff there to make me enjoy it enough to to pull it to a three. Uh, but if you're looking if you're looking for the horror stuff, not your cup of tea. Uh, if you you know, if you do enjoy plenty of comedy in there, yeah, you, you might like this. But I'm giving it a three out of five screams, Ike. Yep, I, I I think I'd have to agree. And and normally this kind of a movie I do enjoy. And not to say that a three isn't enjoying, but it, it doesn't really correlate with some movies that are similar in genre for me. Um, I think Dave kind of nailed it on the head. I think that the Onyx character is strong. I think that I would love to see him in more mainstream movies, even as just like a cameo. Um, uh, It's just, it's one of those things where I feel like it it could be better. It could be stronger, but one of the strongest keys to this movie was the Onyx character. So definitely curious to see if Screenbox will do any more stuff with them, you know, maybe have him cross over to the genre type movies in any case, I like the movie. Three out of five. Um, hopefully, hopefully we'll see some more. Yeah, and again, I'm, I'm curious to kind of look up some of the stuff on YouTube. It's out there uh, and see see what that's like. That's kind of perked my interest to see. Again, I, I'm curious to see how the character works in, in shorter shorter things, uh, in shorter segments. So you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe Onyx, and maybe in my eyes, it would translate into a you know a series. Right. Just a, a short run kind of kind of series thing. I don't know. Um, I, I do think the movie was a little long um, for what they had. And uh, so who knows? Who knows where to go from here? I, I, again, I, I think they've got. They've got a diamond in the rough and onyx that they can really do some stuff with. But uh, hopefully uh, maybe we can get some uh, some better material for the character to, to really push it up to the next level. So. All right. Uh, well, that's it for uh, that review. Uh, next episode, we will be reviewing Birth Rebirth, Birth slash Rebirth, uh, which will be av- is available November 10th on Shudder. Uh, that's what we're going to be talking. And then uh, we will go from there. Uh, Ike, make sure to uh, – <laughs> I don't know why I said Ike. But, uh, <laughs> make sure if you're listening, you subscribe to us. Ike, make sure you subscribe to us. Uh, everybody out there. All right. Everybody, make sure you subscribe to us. Uh, on your favorite podcast platform and share our episodes. And if possible, if it's there, the option is there. Give us a rating and review because that helps us with those algorithms. When people listen to horror movie podcasts uh, or TV or film review podcasts, we uh, helps us come up as potential uh, 
recommended listens. And then make sure you follow us on social media. Uh, we're out there on all the platforms, as you heard earlier. And uh, that's where you can get all the all the latest news. Anything that's really breaking, we put out there. But that's also where you get the reminders of all these anniversaries and stuff that we talk about here in the episodes. So, Ike, before we uh, put the uh, final nail in the coffin here on this episode, anything you want to share? Um, I don't know. Maybe, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Good movie. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the, the part where, well, I'm not a mouth virgin. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, uh, he was so caught up in the virgin thing. It was, it was he, pretty funny. He really was. That I think that was definitely one of my favorite like segments of the movie that was kind of ongoing. Um, but I thought that they did well is that he was very hung up on that, but it was yeah. funny. <laughs> and I kept watching him and I kept thinking, man, how does he do these facials all, you know, over and over and make it consistent? Because I thought, man, it's, with the eyes and the, I'm like, it's, there's a definite talent in, in the, in the facials there and the very way he, so. <laughs> uh, cause it was very, you know, very distinct, distinct and how he did it. It's, you know, it was like, it was like stuff, common stuff that people do, but it was tuned up, turned up right over the top to be, uh, I mean, almost, uh, you know, parody or, you know, almost, you know, very, whatever I'm trying to say, very extreme. And he did it really, you know, he did it really well. And, uh, you know, in that quirky way. And I'm like, man, that it, it, it kind of looked painful at times to do that facial stuff. But I guess that's why I'm, you know, why I just talk about the movies and I don't star in the movies, uh, <laughs> among other reasons. So. So, all right. Until next episode, where, like I said, we will be reviewing Birth and Rebirth, which is available on November 10th on Shudder. Wherever you go and whatever you do, be good, be safe and have many pleasant nightmares.